0: All right, and we are now live professional podcasting. Oh my the word. last word, <laughs> he this guy Travis fresh on that Thursday evening campfire. We've got cinemas, we've got drama. It's a fun week. What is going on, E? Uh,
1: yeah, um, besides mm-hmm. trying to get this podcast started, no, it's been a fun week since Tuesday, mm-hmm. and content creators making videos talking about stuff we've been talking about for forever um amazing cinematics in the game which probably should have been here three months ago or earlier depending four months ago i guess technically now as we're on week five um we got a quest that is tied to rng yeah we got some stuff to talk about it's been interesting and then you know artists which does seem to be reasonably resolved now um yeah i also played the lies of p demo i'm on the final boss at this point how do you like it guys the developer did say they're going to work on the Dodge. This is okay. one of those things, because what was the other game that did this too? Um, Oh, Wolong. I think the Dodge was also not great there. The parry window was small or something like that. And then that got changed before release. Apparently getting the, like the little nuances right takes a little bit. <laughs> so mm. The demos are probably a good thing. Open betas are probably a good thing for stuff like that. From Software and then whoever does Neo. You guys did it pretty well, even though they did. But yeah, it's like From Software, just they understand that. And everybody else is trying to find that line. Uh, the other one, Sea of Stars, is actually on Nextfest, And I am going to play that before Steam Neckfest goes away. Because that's kind of a Chrono Trigger feeling one. And I want to definitely put some time into that. I haven't got to play that yet, but it did play of P most of the end. Feels pretty good so far. Uh, they've got some interesting systems in there. A little, blood, little bit of Bloodborne where you can fight for your health back. When you get down to like your last potion and use it. And if you can do enough damage, you can earn yourself another potion back, which is kind of rewarding aggression in a little different way. Travis is checking. That that is how that works, right? Why are you shaking yeah, no, your
2: you're, you're right. I just hate that mechanic. The Bloodborne <laughs> did that too. It just turns it into a hack and slash, which is why Bloodborne is bad. Oh my god.
0: Wow. They will come for you. They don't come, come for you. They the bloodborne for you.
1: Well, what is your favorite Let souls? I'm actually like,
2: curious. I don't know if I ever asked. Yeah, what is your favorite soul? Does Elden Ring count?
1: I mean, it has to. Of course. Yeah, then Elden Ring. Okay. <laughs> That's
2: pretty easy. I'd say my problem with Bloodborne is that they took all the things I liked about the Soul series, which are like the things that are RPG about it, being able to make different classes and be like, oh, then you probably hate Sekiro. Be... Sekiro, actually, I don't have a problem with because <laughs> Sekiro is so linear that i feel like i don't know for me it was like i i went in and i wanted that i wanted that specific thing but bloodborne is like they give you different weapons and they're all kind of the same like you have a gun and you have a weapon and they kind of decide your class for you and they reward aggression and it's the easiest souls game in my opinion Bloodborne is like it's like six hours long. Like, I feel like I got through that game and died like three times. That's nice. That, like, that is, the, that's it. Was you know, my first Souls game to play. That facts. was not my experience. Oh, it was your yeah. first. It was, it
1: was my first. first. No, you see, you see, the Souls Apparently, I, I stepped into the baby pool or the kitty pool yeah. of Souls yeah. games, which, yeah. by the way, you guys well, know it's not. I
2: think, I think Bloodborne is an, is a good game to start with in the Souls game because I think at that point, I think they should
1: remake it. Like, I don't understand why it's not.
2: No, don't remake it. No, or just
1: like polish it. No, literally, just like. Like, no, sixty frames per second. it. And then upgrade nah. the textures. Just nah, that's move it.
2: on. Make just move make on. a better just game. Just God. make a better this Sixty frames re- and loading. You don't sc- need
1: to read sixty frames whatever. and loading screens. Whatever. That's all I'm asking. Like nah. those is pretty much nah. all you need.
2: Nah, just Polish focus on something that's Polish better them. than that that's game. Don't, don't waste it. Yeah, Travis wow. is wild. He is wild. He's extra messy today. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah.
1: uh, Steam Neckfest is going yeah. on. So there are a couple there. But yeah, Sea of Stars is another one I really want to. Like the music is from, I mm-hmm. think the music from Chrono Trigger Guy. So that's mm-hmm. another reason why I've like seen them play like little 10 second clips. I'm like, all right, I really got to put a little time on that one. And that one comes out later mm-hmm. this fall. Uh, Remnant 2 is actually getting close. I'm seeing them promoting some stuff. I'm getting excited for that one. So there's a right. lot on the horizon. Um, and then what was it? Immortals of Avium got bumped to the Day of Destiny and something else. And then Armored Core 6 is three days after. I'm like Immortals of Avium just shot themselves in the foot, which sucks. But uh, other than that, yeah, June is uh, towards the end and... I'm getting ready to turn 40 next month, so yeah. Ah,
0: you coming through? You coming over? Yeah, you transitioning? 40? I'm, I'm.
1: I mean, unlike you, I'm not already an old man, but I will get there next month. Yes.
2: Okay. Yeah. Unlike you, is that to cog? No,
1: that's to you. <laughs> to me? So, to you, how you gonna man? do me
2: like? How you gonna do me like this? <laughs> Dude, are you referencing the senior in the fog? we
1: know tie guy you, travis you is the look, old man at look, heart of the group
2: you look the youngest here but he that's does. not fair that's easy. okay yeah we all know yeah samuel <laughs> jackson is like 87 and he looks like he's 42 oh, i yeah. don't understand they just it.
1: like have to touch up a couple <laughs> parts for his new show yeah. and he's like fine the beard's mm-hmm. totally fake yeah like they it's have really to easy. put the grays in because you know yeah uh, i <laughs> haven't actually started that yet that came out today or yesterday i think um Yeah, so playing a lot of games, watching the Twitter drama explode. It's been interesting. What about you, Travis? I know you're always busy. What are you up to?
2: Yeah, I'm working on some game reviews. Um, The FTC versus Microsoft uh, preliminary injunction called a PI uh, is happening uh, in San Francisco. So I've been able to see that happen. A lot Um, of messiness. A lot of cherry
0: spring of dirt coming out. It's you know
2: once we got through some of the opening of explaining what a game is you know to the the layman in the courtroom man that's got uh, to be started, it started to get yeah uh, yeah it was just a lot of like you know them explaining mm-hmm. definitions and I I forget how much jargon is in this industry you know like even stuff like one of the developers at Zenimax said QA and then the person was like hey and I was like wow how, how yeah. do people not know what QA is like you that's know. crazy but it's yeah. Insane. Um yeah, it was uh there's a lot going on. i I've got a game review going live on Tuesday that I've been working on and um some stuff in the pipe I can't talk about. Ooh. And uh
3: yeah. Just chilling. Nice. Playing, games.
2: Chill. Playing games,
0: man. Yeah, same thing for me. Um just been in, you know, obviously you watch ease ease video on Diablo, make some corrections to the way I was starting, the way I was doing things. I was doing things way too too hard and, and, and get a lot of calls. Uh, well, I mean,
1: I think prison. you did the exact same thing I did. You're like, act one, level 30. Oh,
0: oops. Yeah, and then I'm putting world tears up for no reason. And I didn't yeah. do like, I had to do all my like specific sorcerer quests. I changed my whole build actually. Yeah. And um, I, I'm going like with this whole frost build right now. So it's sweet. crazy I'm powerful. Lovin right it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I got this thing where it's like, I'm all about what like, crowd control. So it's like anyone who tries to rush me, stop in your tracks. And then my ultimate is kind of like this thing where I like charge up and then kind of like explode into this frozen thing. I'm really loving. Yeah, I'm really loving. It's like a combination of frost with arcs. I've been doing that, caught up on Destiny story, which we will get into. But honestly, what's been keeping all my time is this baby right here. This is my baby. Rogue Ally, Destiny fans, I'm telling y'all right now. This is not, oh, this is okay for a handheld. This is a full fledged experience, baby. One hundred and twenty hertz. I'm out here rocking and rolling. I got my um my, my full experience, bro. Like, and the music is absolutely spectacular. So, pretty much, I've been testing all the storefronts on um on the Rock Ally. But Destiny been getting a lot of play on that. Um, I tried Diablo, and they got to tweak a little bit of the settings there. And what I realized for them is. Pretty much anytime you're having any type of frame issues, just bump it down to 720, <laughs> throw up AMD RSR or any type of um kind of um service like that, like Eversar, and you can really get your frame rates up. So I've been doing Game Pass locally on that. I've been doing um Diablo on Battle.net, Epic Game Store. I actually tried Destiny E. I've been playing it on Epic Game Store specifically, just to see how that experience is. I was like, I wanna know. Then I was like, oh, I got to buy all this
2: again for the Epic Games? No, are you serious? Like, you want me to buy so Shadow to me, me? obviously. And
0: for testing purposes, I bought one. <laughs> for testing purposes, I bought one. I ain't going to lie. I did Bendy because they had a sale. They didn't have a sale. So I was like, all right. But this is ridiculous. This is literally ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I did that. And then it's just so dope. Again, not to make this anti-Steam deck, but it's just so dope. To have all the storefronts on the device and the way this plays games is amazing. I will say that jank is still, they got to work on that window chain. But yeah, been loving it, been rocking. But uh, yeah, what's, what's going on yeah. in, in, in this world of uh, Destiny? This stuff happening, man.
1: Well, we have two places to start. Do we want to go story or do I want to talk about kind of what you just hinted at with buying Destiny?
0: <laughs> let's do that let's do that you because do
1: that first because that's kind of bubbling up in the community travis yeah. all right uh you're on the witness stand today we would like to read back the past year of the last mm-hmm. word podcast and travis's comments um mm-hmm. yeah so for whatever reason and i was talking to cog before the show something bubbled up i mean it was cross who put up the videos like 35 minutes I mean, I mean he did combine everything very well i thought it was a very kind of succinct Yes. compilation of the history of microtransactions and everything, and the progression that it's gone through. He had the little datto clip in the beginning. He's like, "Dude, why you gotta call me out like that?" Because um, Dado made a video afterwards. He's like, "Dude, we gotta talk. Why you gotta do this?" Because he had a little clip in the beginning saying, "Hey, if we ever get uh, you know microtransactions and slippery whatever it was in the beginning." Um, but yeah, so it's all the finally people like put together. Everything that Travis has been saying, and we've been, you know, discussing here for a while on the podcast. And it's not like we disagree, but, you know, we discuss it on the podcast, but Travis has been championing this one. So, sure. yeah, I don't know if you watched that video, Travis, or if you just kind of know it all by heart anyway. But, yeah, what is, what is kind of going on this week with the world of Destiny?
2: Yeah. Um, I did not watch the video. I do not watch YouTube videos just at all. Um, but I, uh, <laughs> I I got the summary. Um, Somebody was like, went through all of, I can't, I can't remember how I found this out, but like I found somebody that went through, oh, I think it was Paul Tassi. He yeah. like tweeted well, while watching it, it. And he, he was just like, awkward. yeah, this, this, and this. And I was like, all right, yeah, that that's all the stuff I've been saying. So, yeah. Um, and I, th- I think I watched the first five minutes where he showed the, the Datto background. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah that's why people are bringing Datto into this. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, I think, when destiny first got announced for having microtransactions and it was all going to be cosmetic and all that stuff. I think we gave it a pass because it was at a very different point in the game and it's gotten progressively worse. And this is one of those things where, you know, when people talk about the slippery slope, it's usually a fallacious argument. It's really always in structure. It's always a fallacious argument. It's meaning it it is illogical to assume that if you do one thing, then B thing, C thing, D thing, E thing are going to follow. That's not uh, a logical argument. Um, But in this case, it's true. It did happen. Like all the stuff, all the stuff people were worried about, it just slowly kind of got etched away at. And so that's why people make slippery slope arguments because they're afraid of a snowball effect. And uh, in this case, it did happen. Um, And I don't think we need to rehash it, honestly. Like we've been, at least me specifically, we've been talking about this on the show for ever and yeah. like about all the ways in which the model's bad. So I'm not going to bore our viewers with yet another uh, rant against this, but needless to say Astacross videos, woke something up in the community that me ranting for two years couldn't do. And uh, now, sorry, sorry our podcast is, isn't bigger, man. <laughs> yeah, I know too bad. Yeah. Um, and, and people are, uh, people are, are, finally complaining about it and i say finally not because i want people to be mean to bungie but i do think that if players don't push back things don't change and it's Mm -hmm. cool to see some big voices push back against it and i hope that it gains the momentum it needs for bungie to chill out with Mm -hmm. the microtransactions or at least pick a direction right
3: yeah
2: if they're going to be a true free-to-play game then be a free-to-play game um but the you know monetizing in every possible way and getting into the somewhat pay to win arena that they kind of have started to started to get in with uh, some of the, like the season pass rewards and stuff like that. I think it's gotten a little out of hand and I'm yeah. sure no one who watches the show is surprised to hear me say that uh, because every single time they've added something, I've been like, that's too much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I would just love uh, get, get, get upset about it. Speak your mind. Don't be rude to uh, To Bungie, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think this needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. no, no,
0: I'll
1: go check. ahead. No, no, you go.
0: Yeah, this was this was interesting to me because you you sent us the um you sent the video in the chat and I you know shouts to Cross Cross the homie you know saying so he's been on Last Word before his team
1: yeah his team put together just a nicely edited video
0: yeah very well done I watched the thing from start to finish and. I think my first thing about it was like, okay, this is kind of what Travis and the last words been kind of preaching for, for so long now about the multiple monetization models, how Bungie has been really torn the line. What, what See, Travis, you should have watched only for one thing, though. You would have yeah. got your vindication on the classic U versus E argument on seasonal past the ticket. Remember oh, the the event, I, the event, the part. event, bro. Like, about the event yeah, it was the th- yo, and the way Cross broke, I was like, yo, that's lit. we were talking about that like three, four months ago. That was a fun little argument on the show. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like to see it broken down in such a way, and what really hit me, e, was Dado's video of the announcement of it, right, and going putting this back in the time capsule and say, hey, if they ever do, the and if it's ever pay to win, and it's ever. And then as I've been playing, like, you know, as something, what is it, the, the, uh, the resonance thing that unlocks the... Yeah, the
1: deep side resonance. And you can probably have stuff. a debate on if that's pay to win, because I think Dadaway right. was even like, is that really, because he's not going to go raid, get the weapons or whatever, right. like, if you're really going to do it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just Definitely like right. pushing to, it farther and farther, to, and farther. Pay, and pay to farther. have an advantage. But, yeah,
0: but, yeah. E- Exactly. And, but where I was vindicated, one of my past arguments was far as like the loot being the, the win right you play we're playing the game for the loot and then now that the loot is being introduced and like the the way they talked about how the um what is it the exotic that the exotic uh strand now strand auto rifle that it's was part yeah locked behind and they, like just certain little things that you just see it's just this consistent you know habitually line stepping right <laughs> and the, and continuing to push the, the 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 envelope and then it's especially about the silver the way the silver, oh, the silver is allocated—that's
1: got to change. Like that, that's truly intentionally not good because right. they know it's like you buy a thousand, you get eleven 1, hundred, and they intentionally know, granted a twenty percent price bump for a season. That is a logical thing, but at that point, either make it purchasable outside the game for just cash, or make the silver match it. Yeah. One of the two. However, you do it, that yeah. needs to be done just for decency sake because if you don't do that you're right. intentionally. and i heard what is it console you can't buy the thousand you have to buy more they yeah said...
3: you have yep. to buy
1: more console. so you have to buy 25 dollars basically for right. a season so then you end up buying two yeah right. it's the whole or, i mean split the dungeon key out of...
2: purchases. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah and and one thing that was really key was like again something that you know we've been preaching here. It's not real he's not free to play. No. It's a trial. It's literally a trial of a game where you're piecemealed and and then literally, you know, like you know, Trav, you did the new or uh, light experience with, with your homie, and it's like the minute you do something, it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna buy this now, you ready, you want you, you like, you like, you had a little taste. Now 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 pay for this campaign and pay for it. everywhere you go. It's that. So yeah, it it, it, it was pretty well done. I, I just thought that um I guess my overall question, and I'll finish, is that what finally broke
2: people? Because I, I was well, kind of... Oh, okay, yeah, I'm curious. Tell yeah. me, Trey. Like, what, what it's happened? The, it's the 20% season pass increase. I honestly think that was mm, it. Yeah, it yeah, because yeah, it was the, now they're it, buying the new season. The, it was the first mm-hmm. time that people were forced to look at, like, okay, what does a 20% price increase get into uh, it, Encompass? And then I think that 1,200 silver or whatever it was they made it i think that's what put people over cuz they started looking like okay well what is the model then and i think once anybody who actually looks at the model can immediately see like wow destiny's a kind of scummy deal like in just all the different ways they hit you um it just doesn't feel good and to your point it's not a free to play game this isn't fortnite i expect it from fortnite how else are they going to make yeah. money right like it's a different game like uh um What's the uh What's the Ninja one? Um, 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 um Warframe. Warframe, Warframe. Yeah. yeah. Warframe is a free-to-play game. Yes. You don't have to pay Path for of the expansion. Path of Exile. They have mm-hmm. like I'm $60
1: cosmetic example. armor sets. But like, if you play for like six months, and you're like, okay, fine. I'll buy the cool armor set and support the devs. Yeah. Like, that's a choice to do. This is, I want to buy to play the game. And then I also, if I want cosmetics, I need to buy those as well. But then if I want the event card, but then if I want the dungeon key, and I didn't buy this together. And it doesn't, the one thing they pointed out too, which we know the dungeon key is separate. We do. But somebody might be like, all right, so I'm going to buy the season pass for 12 bucks. It doesn't specifically state on that that you need the dungeon for that. And then you get in, you buy that. And then you learn, you still have to get the key as well. That's where like the the separation, nickel and diming and stuff like that. And we've said this for the longest time. Like, I don't care if a year, if they need to bump up the price for say the final shape and they want to make final shape 120 bucks, I would buy it for the year. That's Mm. the thing for me. It's like, if I'm going to buy a year of content, let me buy the year of content. Mm-hmm. and it's like if what you're get...
2: describing is what i call a stop bothering me edition of a video game <laughs> yeah. no that's and, that's the mobile uh, version like, exactly my friend yeah, right. like it's the should, same thing exactly yeah. like, like like there should be a a free to play i'm an 8 year old child who uh you know gets $5 a week for allowance and i just want to be able to play cool games version to get ex- accessible to people you can have that but then i want a version where i never have a pop up right i never have them asking me to buy an ad version (laughs) exactly just premium i will pay you money to stop with this just to give me the game that i want without without bothering me yeah i think uh i think the reason that will never happen with destiny is because they already have that version and not only do you have to pay for it but then they they don't remove the Stop bothering me. apart they still bother you with everything else. Like yeah. like if you buy that whatever what is it one hundred dollar version every year, that should be the the shut up version, but it's not. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. It's just yeah. where it
2: starts. It's crazy. It, yeah, no, it, it's real.
0: And it, it, again, two more points I wanted to talk about. Like you said, e in reference to you know the just like the stop bothering me edition, where it's like yo, how come there's not just this? Okay, I pay this and get like you said, you get everything yeah. right. But the other thing then, and I shout out, I think it was Grenaded Jake.
1: Oh he went, right
0: off. he went way off pvp finally like, the, the pvp community has just like, had up. Yep. because i'm gonna tell you what it is they're cm marathon oh yeah and they're like bruh like the on, off rip you were you were bored with all the things that we've been begging for right okay. you know, you got your dedicated servers you got all this stuff and it's just like bro we ain't we ain't getting no maps and no like they're going off and the disgust and i think he had a really bad experience uh, he clipped
1: Oh, just cheating again yeah.
0: yeah with cheating and things of that nature in trials and house like how's this person and i get it we've all had that frustrated moment but it, it does go to show like yo when is is the focus ever going to come back or like is the new baby's here and we are the stepchild and that's it and it's it's pretty unfortunate if that's the case because yeah the key right now and i'll, I'll finish is that I've never seen, shout out to Cross, because like, let's be real, like, for you to be a big content creator, to go hard at Bungie when you have access and you, like, that's not easy. And I I respect you, E, you know, because obviously you're in that same, you know, boat as far as, you know, you guys do this full time. So to see the community get behind it and say, nah, like, no, Bungie, this is not it, is very interesting to me. And I'm very curious because my, my theory that I've always been saying is. It's hard to change behavior when you have success. And that's my fit. Is this going to be enough? Because unfortunately, in times of past, when we had go fast updates, when Destiny 2 Vanilla bombed for a little bit or when they had their down times, they had low engagement and they were incentivized to fix. I am still worried. How incentivized are they to fix this? Or like, are people really going to stop?
2: That That's the question right now. I think yeah. so. Let's go. I think, I think that a lot of the squeezing of pennies has had to do with the fact that they have a narrowing player base because they oh, talk yeah. about engagement numbers being high. And I think engagement is high, but I think the community is getting progressively smaller. And I that's why they don't have incentive to fix things like, price gouging because their fan base is loyal and has a sunk cost fallacy you know going on where they have to get more and more in there and also that's why they have no incentive to improve the new light experience because Mm. i I think this is a game where you know they're going to try to keep it going as long as they can i think after final shape you'll see a resetting of that i hope that they are thinking Mm. of it that way but i think until now it's like keep that fan base as close as you can and charge them as much as you can until Mm. the end like just milk it and uh, you know, not to toot my own horn too much, but mm-hmm. I said before Lightfall came out that I thought this year would be Destiny's hardest year because mm-hmm. because of what I what I saw coming, which was Lightfall kind of being an underwhelming kind of in between <laughs> d- distraction until the actual expansion, and uh, I think that's proving true. I, I mean, I know they had a ton of players when Lightfall came out, but that, that has to have dropped off significantly. Yeah. And I think the, fa- the fact that this season is as good as it is, I'm not saying it's amazing, but it's one of the stronger seasons and players are still pissed yeah. is a pretty bad sign to me. It's that tells different. me it's that like, like, Plunder.
1: like Plunder didn't even have this kind of reaction. And no, you know, like it, bubbling it, up it, under like, the skin coming up, which you figure, you know, they had a
2: great dungeon. Yeah, yeah, They have some, some interesting new it stuff they're the trying. I can't mean, get I get to the dungeon. Yeah, f- fishing is kind of stupid, but like, you know, the, the, it's like a new interesting thing and mm-hmm. they've got all this stuff going for them and players are still kind of checked out. And I think that says a lot about how much wind came out of the sails with Lightfall. And I think this is going to be a really tough year. I, I have no doubt that once people start seeing Cade and cut and yeah. final shape rolls around, if it is as good as I... Hope it's going to be based on how much time they're putting into it and based on the Witch Queen team, their their A team working on it. If it's that good, I'll I, I will be happy if they they survive that and I'm sure they will. But I'm worried about this year, man. It's still early. Yeah. And we're already we're already at like what feels like a very, very low point in Destiny's history. So
3: yeah, it's I mean, a weird, it's weird
1: No, I was gonna say it's yeah, it's just a weird place like watching the video, kind of seeing the progression of everything. It's like we mentioned Transmog. It's like keep seeing more games like Diablo. You just get something outriders did it right. Totally fine. Outriders says more modifiers going on. You got Diablo going crazy. Just seeing the recent examples of how things can be done. Right. And it's like, you know, Bunchy could turn on and just say, Hey, transmog, you've earned it before. It's there. They could just choose to make a change. Now. I don't know that how they handle, like if people have purchased that currency before, if they like refund them, or if you did that, it's just like a sunk cost, but it's like, they could choose to make a change. Based on some of the other competition and see that's out there, but they choose not to. Like, I I am gonna be watching very curiously to see how long it takes for that silver purchase amount to change. Like that's like how long will that take? Like, or will it ever? And if it doesn't, that's just kind of a little bit of a slap in the face. It's like not to any devs, but financially it doesn't feel good to anybody. And it's like if you're like, And, you know, when they talk about a new player experience, I mean, we've had the guys on, it was like at the end of last year, a couple of Travis's friends, the nightmare of like, hey, I log in and you pop up. And then like, okay, so then I saw like six different cutscenes, and then I saw the Nez cafe, but then I also saw the opening cut. What is happening? So it's like, I mean, when you talk about the new player pot, like trying to get a new player into this game right now, as you said, if you need a soft reset post-final shape to bring new players in, you need to make the experience palatable because right now it's just like, Dry scooping, you know, protein pattern just does not go down <laughs> well. It's like it's Dude. so it's just overall seeing it all, just it was well-organized video. So then you sit here and think through it. Travis has been saying this for a while. We've talked about and beaten most of these to death anyway. The pricing model, should it be a subscription? Should it be this thing? Do I just want the leave me alone edition, whatever it may be? But then I was like, they said they, you know, kind of mocked up the, the legacy content into one other thing. It's like you have the lightfall edition, and then you have all the old crap in one thing. I mean, I don't know if it was Dado in his videos, but I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody to go buy Keep for $25 at the 25th anniversary edition for $24.99. I'm like, oh, 30th, sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like, I would tell no, even on sale, I'm like, no, you find that if it's like six bucks on sale, maybe when it's on one of those crazy black Friday sales. But most of the time, it's like, it's hard to even tell anybody to spend the amount of money they ask for. Lump it all together. Yeah. This is, now again, when it comes to Eververse, that's just the, the way video games are right now. Marathon's gonna do that, Fortnite's gonna do that, and I understand some of that stuff's gonna be there. Now, the event cards, the thing that I think would balance it out, they always have new armor in Eververse, and even the PlayStation 1 was more expensive, they said. The price of that one went up, because those sets are now 20 bucks, I think instead of 15 If there was just parity between what's in-game and what's in Eververse, you can have cool stuff in-game. Like, we got the dungeon armor, which, kind of, you have to pay for, but... You got the dungeon arm, which actually looked cool. Looks like it yes. fell out of Witch Queen, but it does look very cool. Yes. If you're going to have parody and stuff like that, like, hey, there's cool seasonal armor. There's this one. There's this. There's this. Like, if you have a balance of, like, artist over an Eververse, you get to go ham. Artist for the dungeon, you get to go ham. And they're both there. I could be on board with the Eververse for cosmetics because some people just, like, that armor set looks cool. And you can do things like Transformers and Power Rangers, which I know breaks Travis's thing. But if that's <laughs> where they make their Eververse money to kind of, like, you know, get outside of the realm. That's fine, but you got to put stuff in the game too. And I think that's the balance they've also missed for a while because there is like the ship that I run around with right now looks like it should have been from pit of heresy, but I don't even know where I ended up getting that from. So it's just all that little stuff adding up. And, Mm -hmm. but yeah, the, the pricing of silver, that's just egregiously bad to say if you can't do it. And especially if console starts at 20, that's BS in my opinion. So um, it's
2: 5 10 and then 25 but the the 10 is on like still silver short. Right. Oh, so you got to do 10 or 5 yeah. so it's 15. You can buy 10 and 5 to 15 but it's still two separate purchases yeah. and like so there's no you should way. be able to click on buy season, yeah. right? You should or be able to buy the season.
1: Yeah, not the, yeah. not buy this yeah. currency outside of the game, then go into this, the game and buy this. Is this is and... another
2: way that that uh microtransaction games uh try to trick you is they Detach you from the reality of how much you're spending by developing yes. their own currency, yep, yep, they yep. go like, "Oh, it's just yeah, you know, it's silver. Stuff, it's, yeah. it's made up. It doesn't made have up. any super obvious monetary value. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants to put fifteen dollars next to their thing. They just want to put this much silver because it it detaches you from you know. It's like when people okay. say you know ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, it's chain, like some hundred dollars for a you. It's not a hundred bucks, but you know <laughs> it, it. absolutely is hundred bucks. But that yeah. also
1: like I mean that's I don't want to say it's as scummy as, like, EA and loot boxes, right. but it's like, when you're intentionally messing with psychology, you've typically got kids involved in gaming more often than not. Mm-hmm. At some point, you gotta not... I mean, gacha games, I know, are bad. Like, somebody said that in game. Yeah. I get something like Genshin well, Impact of gambling. That's free to play, and then you're gambling, and that's... In Impact
2: is free to play. I don't love the the model, but... I think theirs is a fair trade. I don't feel like that game is scummy because I'm just thinking of like all this is free and they come out with a lot of content all the time. And, yeah. you know, I'm okay with a little bit of like gumminess if that's your model. Mm-hmm. But when I pay $100 for your mm-hmm. game and then I still have to deal with the constant bombardment of this sort of stuff, it's just a bridge too far. Just pick a model. If you want to be free to play, be free to play. But, but the that's, by the way, this bleeds over into why I don't like the crossover armor. It just goes with the unpremiumness of the game, right? Like, like the, the fact that I now have people running around as Kratos in my game that I paid a hundred dollars for, it just makes it feel more. It's the, I call it the Fortnitefication of games. Like I just, I don't want that to happen. Put that and on your
1: tombstone, Travis the Yeah. <laughs>
2: And I'm glad to see people coming around. Everybody join the dark side. Let's go. <laughs> 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 Look,
0: I wanted to jump. I wanted to jump. I'll never go agree with Travis on the fortification part. Let people express themselves how they went. Listen, when that Michael Jackson joint dropped in, the D1 people were dancing in town. That emotes sold, sold so let, much. Like, exactly. That's ridiculous. Let them have fun. But here's where I wanted to talk to you. I don't think we've talked about this. Is that I've heard some things now. And, and we, we're talking about why it's so egregious, right? Why are they still doing these things? And, and the little, now I remember they even got like a, if I'm correct, me if I'm wrong, they have like a hundred dollar silver thing. Like um, a, what, like it, they speed. added a new, like a new um, silver bundle at the highest financial oh. team. I mean, I believe right? it. I wouldn't be surprised. Right. And then you can buy the ranks, right? You can buy the ranks. You can for buy, the, buy
1: the ranks. Yeah, you can, you can buy them, can them all.
0: The question I have is this because what I heard some things and from trusted source, where it was like, and this was kind of pre acquisition, that Destiny financially is not making the money we think. And I'm curious because for them to hold on to these practices for as long as they've held on, and the fact that it's truly not free to play, you know, is there merit behind? again we're not justifying corporate greed (laughs) but is there merit but like they have to stick to this to to stay above flow above water in a post-activision era because let's be honest we got to be fair that it's been how long since the activision split from them it's been a while since um post after forsaken like shadow cape was probably them on their own was the first one
1: yeah and and beyond light witch queen this yeah
0: right and to cross his point we got to be real now. We all vilified Activision as the evil overlord forcing them to do. Not you, Trav. I know, I know. You know what I'm saying? That the evil like, overlord forcing, that was the talk. And now Bungie is free. The purity of Bungie is free. And we're going to. And now that they've been alone since Shadow Keep on their own, they have proven to be worse <laughs> than the monetization model. The only thing I feel they're better is they're not doing the exclusive. They've been more cross-platform yeah. friendly, right? But but as far as a monetization model, correct, I mean, shout out to Austin, he says activists well, are still way worse. Correct me, let me know. Remind me. Well, yes, I'm so not what disagreeing. I want, what I want to, no, I want I want to
3: say to, to
2: that is that yeah i think activision was worse in some ways i think break it down because remind me remind me one i don't think that they understood what bungie was trying to build with destiny Mm -hmm. i think they do not never forget that they were the Mm -hmm. ones who forced annual releases who forced the uh you know dark below and uh house of wolves oh yeah the combinations doing all Mm -hmm. the stuff they were they were uh pushing bungie harder than i think that they needed to and mm-hmm. i don't think they understood Bungie's vision or they just didn't care because they were trying to be the business all duty on, business on balance, yeah. but mm-hmm. but i get it the thing the thing that people really overlook and the reason i never vilified activision because mm-hmm. i i view activision as they were they were bad in the relationship mm-hmm. but you need that badness sometimes because never forget developers are artists mm-hmm. and getting an artist to hit a deadline and yeah. declare that their work is done is very difficult. You need a bad guy in the room going, hey, look, we, we're running a business here, right? Yeah. And so Ooh. I think Bungie was missing that during their um, their indie days. I still wish they would have stuck with their indie days because now their Sony days, my, my opinion on this is that they are so distracted as part of Sony, they're mm-hmm. we're looking at other games and advising, mm-hmm. and I'm sure people are going and working on other projects and mm-hmm. there's all this stuff going on that we're not seeing. And mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with destiny. And when well. they went indie, they sold us a vision of the future with Bungie. They said, stick with us. It's going to mm-hmm. be lean for a while. It's going to be tough for a while, but we're going to come out on the other side and we're going to be the strong independent developer. And then they waited like two years and they said, actually, no, we're just going to sell out. But and I, I just that I have a big problem with that. But Activision was sort of a, a bad X. They 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 did things uh they they held Bungie back, I think, a little bit too much and they held their mm-hmm. feet to the fire a little too much on that. Mm-hmm. But they did a lot of things a lot better. And I think the the fact that they gave them two other auxiliary studios to support them, yeah, that's the main reason. That's I'm the main more, reason I'm more vicarious. Made. Yeah, and that I think that's the reason that Destiny is suffering because right. Forsaken was largely built by a studio that isn't Bungie, right? right. Like, and, and and they did a great job. Yeah, um,
0: my, again, my only pushback with an independent bungie is that to me again when i talk about monetization pure monetization model i feel they have been worse when, when it comes to again Prescott made a good point pure we
2: monetization would, probably yeah,
0: yeah. yeah like they, yeah. Mean, that's just all conti- i'm talking it's about just continued,
1: yeah like whatever started maybe activision's like hey maybe we can do these things they just keep pushing it
0: they yeah need, like they keep pushing the line a bit and yeah. and, and my concern is that's what i'll try to get to my overall point which is that is it a result of you on your own. You know, when you move out of Bob's house, you move out of dad's house, and then you start to see how much the, the electric bill costs. Uh, yeah, you get to <laughs> see all the bills to... for real. Right, so all of a sudden, like, it, again, not justifying the corporation, but like, is this the result of them having to justify trying to keep the lights on? Because they don't seem to be willing to relinquish these practices okay, as much so as we complain. I have complain. to push
1: back a little bit on that because mm-hmm. they built a new studio, they expanded it. They've been hiring like absolute mad. If they were pinching for pennies on this front, you can't imagine that they're also trying to expand the studio on the back end substantially as oh, well.
0: Pre or post Sony? Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. That, that stuff yeah.
1: was going on pre Sony. So th- okay. That was
2: going pre, and they raised money to build themselves a new campus right before COVID. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think that they're the the economics. There are lots of reasons why see their balance they, sheet. Let's just say that. Yeah, I would there die there, there, are, that. I, there there are lots of reasons that they made the decision. I don't think it's all economic. I think there were economic pressures, but I also think that they, you know, they, they, the the it, it's just dollars and cents in terms of the directors wanting to get the payoff for building a successful company. You always want to sell your company eventually and get yeah. that big payday. And so there was that. There was a the dollars and cents of it. There was uh you know the ability to take more creative risks. You get to do that if you're part of a large publisher. Um, they probably did. Uh, they were hurt a lot by the Activision loss of two studios, auxiliary studios. Man, they're tough, especially how talented Ooh. and familiar and they with had to the buy the, their the own PR. IP too. And then I think the last one that people don't talk about is probably the biggest one, which is yes, they were hiring a lot, but they were hiring a lot to replace really, really veteran people at the company who knew stuff about how the engine worked and about how developing destiny worked. And they made a massive pivot internally. And, uh, my coworker, Rebecca Valentine, she covered a lot of this in the fight for the soul of Bungie article that she wrote a couple of years back, uh, where it documented a lot of kind of like the, um, Uh, toxic personalities at the top of Bungie Mm -hmm. who were either pushed out. Oh yeah, remember this. Yes, I do remember that. They they were either pushed out or they were pushed onto other projects. And now we've seen that some of them are, some people are working on other projects and we know that other uh, execs got got pushed out, and so I just think that there's a lot of change. This is not the same company that made Destiny One. It is. It's yes. not even the same company that made Destiny Two. It is a very, very different team. Agreed. Very, very different philosophy. We live in a different uh, landscape in the games industry. Uh, do I think Activision was good? No. Do Ooh. I think Sony is good? No. Do I think their indie in the, the, that we got to see for the brief time we had it was great? No. I. I crave a future where they would have stuck with it and continued to be indie and figured out a way to make that work but um, it's just you know there's there, it's just a different company it's really hard to pinpoint any one thing that us yeah. where we're at
1: my big thing Dude. that I was kind of like what you were saying who's to blame like are they trying to pinch pennies at some point there has to be someone I was like one of my friends has said this before your Steve Jobs needs your Wozniak
3: mm-hmm. yeah
1: you gotta have your creative vision who is like Insane with the creative vision, somebody has to be that person, but you need your Wozniak to be able to get it done and it's like right. and the same balance kind of a different way to phrase it, but it's like for destiny it's like there has to be someone that speaks for how far do we push our players before we truly do push them too far they don't right. come back like right. I mean whatever the quote from Diablo is it's like somebody everybody's going to leave your game eventually. I can't tell you how many times I see in chat in here that like. I had friends that fell off from fill in the blank and that's been going on for years. Like they get to a point you like your friends that tried it. They may try it and it could be a lot or six months they're in. They're kind of hooked, but how many people stick with it? Like you got a couple of people that actually tried it and started. Most people who try, try it probably don't even want to like get 20 pops and be like, that is too much. So it's like getting new players in and then bleeding people on the other side, but you can't get like blood out of a stone at some point, you're not you're going to push your player base so far. And I know they're like, if you have the microtransactions, well, maybe they'll pay this. Maybe they'll pay this. It's like, at some point, they need to do something on the other direction to build something back with the community and to build back for the player base. Because right now, they're just continually, at least it looks like from the outside in, and that's what this video is going to make it look like for a while, is that everything Bungie does is money, 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 money. A lot of the right. time. We get cool things like a dungeon, One of the coolest ones really fun to do. But on the other side, somebody who goes to buy the season doesn't know they don't include the season pass. And then you just, you kind of pissed them off a little bit there. And then they don't want to go buy the dungeon key. Yeah. That does get them the dungeon and whatever. But right now in their mind, they're like, okay, I paid 12 bucks. Now I got to pay 20 more dollars to do the thing that I wanted to do in the first place. And it's like, somewhere simplification ease like yeah, hey we made transmog in there simplify the like legacy purchases into just one lump thing and you always own it all mm-hmm. um and we'll get into the cinematic the fact that that thing might even be temporary because it's based on seasonal <laughs> content from yeah, life like yeah. that's a whole different nightmare yeah. if, like trying to have people understand what's going on so it's it's like, yeah, we don't need to beat the dead horse that we've already beaten to death for like two years now. And Travis has covered it fairly well, but it's, it is, I feel there's a point where you can only push your player base so far. There are other live service games that fail for a magnitude of reasons, but Mm -hmm. every so often I see Bungie's the one that's going to kill destiny. And it's like, and you worry watching stuff like this kind of get summed up really quickly and everybody sees it like that. And you're Mm -hmm. like, it kind of could be, and that's kind of, you don't want it to happen. And I think they're safe enough now with Sony that they're not going to go anywhere but it does worry me when you see just the path. It seems like we might be venturing down and I really wish they wouldn't. And I'm hoping again, like post post final shape. Maybe we get a bit of a shift.
2: The -hmm. final point I want to make about this year in destiny. And the reason I think it feels particularly dire is we have to remember that um, Bungie is like a charmed studio. They're like extremely lucky. Like it's uncanny right when they went indie and started entering the most difficult part of their life. Because remember, they were fighting off like anthems left and right. And then then right, right when they were at their weakest, COVID happened and no good games came out. Mm -hmm. And all of the big competition that would have cleared them out started failing, whether it was like cyberpunk and like all these other games got canceled or delayed because of COVID. And that happened right after Shadowkeep. It was like the mm-hmm. spring after Shadowkeep, like that February, right? So I guess still winter. And mm-hmm. then it was uh, Beyond Light fully in COVID because I, w- I was doing Fireteam chat remotely at that point, I remember. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the most recent two expansions. And this is the first year
3: mm-hmm. that
2: Bungie is in a weak position and they have things that they have to compete against again. Mm, because me. now you're starting to see some... like big big heavy hitters come out this year like i think they're the timing that that they had such a week because it was different when they did witch queen and then elden ring came out right because it was like two great games and you could kind of juggle both because they weren't competing for all of your time at least elden ring wasn't um and uh now they've got on the heels of a really bad expansion they've got a lot of good lineup of games and a lot of them are live service games that are asking for all of your time Mm-hmm. Diablo is an actual. I never would have yeah. thought Diablo would be a quote destiny killer, but it's made a lot of people I know <laughs> stop playing Destiny. So mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it's it's a it's an interesting. I just think that the stars are kind of aligning to make this a particularly bad year for Bungie, and I mm-hmm. I hope they can they can handle it. I'm sure they can. They've got right. a parent company now; they'll be fine. But um it's just it's interesting.
0: No, yeah. it is.
2: The only pushback
0: I'll say is that you know I. I I've, I've seen, we've been with this game for a long time, you know, it, it's yeah. been what, how I many, nine, 10 years, whatever it's been, it, it's been a long time. And I've seen, you know, even Call of Duty at its height, Fortnite at its height was, a, was an extreme dominant force, taking away Destiny players a lot. You know, to your point about Bungie being lucky and fortunate, I think it's a testament to still how good this gunplay gun play is. It's still a testament to how good the Skybox, the artists, the exotics, and and the weapons, the way they think, they feel on a cooperative level. So. Their core essence of what they do still keeps people. And even though the numbers, I don't know exactly what they are right now. I haven't looked at the uh, Charlemagne bot, whatever it is. Yeah. But I don't think it's as dire as everybody's thinking it is. I just think that it's not at their at- absolute peak. But also, we have to just be honest, too. Like this is We're veterans of this game. We've been playing this so long. At some point, we're in uncharted territory.
3: Oh, for a yeah. game to
0: continue to reinvent itself. For this level, right now, granted, I know there's wow and stuff that exists before. I mean, but that from had its
1: ups and downs too,
0: right? So to me, it's the ebb and flow of the universe. Like you, you, you cannot maintain dominance for all those years, right? Yeah. So a testament to them that they figured out a way to keep reinventing themselves. But to your point, Travis, where I do agree, Diablo is extremely strong. Right? We have a a, a fantastic year like this. Me and Maddie would talk about like this is one of those years that when it settles out, Tears of the Kingdom, Starfield, like it could be one of one those of greats, great yeah. right, you know, yeah. yet, yet a Survivor. So I, I do agree with you on that part with Final yeah. Fantasy 16 just came out, right? Mm, so it's Spider-Man like Spider-Man 2 from gaming sphere, everything is coming together. And where I will say for you, I do agree with you, it is extremely critical that they get the trust back and deliver a good product post Lightfall. We all agree Lightfall wasn't it and felt like a side project slash diversion. And now we can transition into where we are now with you know season and in the story. And the the what's the main thing? They did something amazing and now people go, wait a minute, that's in the season and We that could go away, and we got this amazing origin stash story of a character that should have been in light for that. We all agreed, and now it's like, what
2: is this gonna be? Red War all over again, like we won't ever be able to see.
1: Yeah, they better Uh, not. This one, yeah. The the reason
2: I was saying that they got lucky, Cog, is just because Mm -hmm. like all the years Destiny hit, like Forsaken was like an all time great year for Destiny, right? And that came out four months, five months before Anthem. Mm-hmm. right so like Ant- like they were at their strongest to defend against like anthem and they were i mm-hmm. think taking king was like the division right like they just had like yeah. really good year and then right when they had weak years was like a patch of years where like nothing was coming out or it was mm-hmm. coming out half baked like that's what i'm just saying is like this oh, is the first been, they've time been I, they've been fortunate they've been yeah i feel like they've been fortunate yeah. this is the first time where i feel like destiny's been down and other games have really been up and so i feel like okay. they're in a uniquely kind of like precarious situation not that they're going to die they'll be fine mm-hmm. but it's just very uh it, point? it's precarious that's
0: all yeah it, it's so many i think just gaming as a whole is just so good right now
2: like everything great, is popping yeah. right now yeah well, no, i don't even know how i'm gonna play it all
1: yeah. yes i'm fact. also like I'm, i want to go put time into a little thing called or a motorsport
3: yeah spider-man
1: Starfield has me intrigued. I don't know, have I don't have no idea how much time I'm gonna be able to give to that one. And as it's so close to trouble. destiny, it's I'm in trouble as well. I'm in trouble. Um Spider-Man at least is like October later, so I'm like, that feels like a decent, you know, destiny window for me. Um mm-hmm. what was it? Super Mario RPG is now November. Mm-hmm. Sea of Stars, I think is like September. There's a lot of stuff right now. And this is the point mm-hmm. where like we're doing all this, then Bungie is gonna come out and go marketing shout out to teddy i was talking to him a little bit um yeah, is gonna go Bungie is gonna go trailer marketing for final shape they're gonna start that train and some mm-hmm. people are gonna forget some people are gonna be hyped and i oh, really you know, okay. do oh i know it's like i really do hope final shape can deliver but as forte said in chat for his five dollar super chat Bungie is fortunate to keep the player base they have yes. i'm yes. only staying on the grind to see it end final shape yes. will be the final harbor for me Ooh. and that is the point where like this is the 10-year saga you promised if there is something beyond that of which they say destiny two will continue
3: mm-hmm. in
1: what fashion way, shape, fashion form, what consoles, expansions, seasons, yeah. what will be. Oh, Cause I mean, there's probably going to be a hundred dollar thing of final shape. We all assume yeah. there's going to be seasons for that. Don't know. How, don't know how that story is going to go, but it's going to be there. But what is like year 11? What is that? And I think that's, yeah. if they can't sell anybody with final shape and make us like have a want for year 11, yeah, you're probably going to drop Marathon that next year, but you can't just have Destiny go and then right. go Marathon. That's not how that's going to work for that studio. So I am, again, you final...
2: I mean, it could. You know you know why I say it could? Is because people said that exact same thing about Halo. You can't just do that with Halo and then go off and make this other game. And then they did, and it was like as big as Halo. You know I, mean, what I mean, that's like, fair. Yeah, I, I just th- you can't underestimate Bungie. It's a very different studio today than it was back then. But I still think like, I wouldn't bet against Bungie. Yeah, but whatever they're going to do next. No, I, I mean, I'm not saying Marathon
1: could be Marathon. I mean, if you take somebody like, uh who's I trying to think of? Like, well, Apple will take like a device and usually like polish it up or make it like their magical thing that like hits the market and they kind of do it right. I mean, granted, VR sets is a thing, but Marathon also took the wind of the sails for PVP for a lot of people when they heard the dedicated Bruh. servers is another thing. And they're like... Bruh. And then, you know, they're going to potentially, I've heard, three maps are in development. You have, you know, the dedication on that one. And again, we get one map in a year. Most of them are reskins. A lot of the weapons and seasons it are reskins gringes. and stuff. It's, it's a gringes, there is a bro. lot that when people, re- this, is, this is the type of video that makes everybody think. Yes. And the deeper you dig, the more you peel back the layers of the onion of what you're actually getting, what you're paying for, mm-hmm. what's going on in the game, how much is not coming or not being delivered. It's like, yeah, we're potentially going to get a map next season. That's our one map for the year. And then you got something like X Defiant that's like 12 maps in a year. And I'm just like,
0: whoa. <laughs> uh, well, real quick to interject, because that's what's so frustrating about the PvP negligence. It's like you have the answer right there in front of you. In the darkest times of D1, when Trials was Trials, right? The way we really know yeah. it to be. It saved Destiny during a content Drought, so to be you have that active PvP player base. If you fund this thing, and I really hope that is on the docket in a future state of destiny. Like, what is going to you cannot that's the beauty thing that Cross said in his video? Like, you literally have PvP players paying for something that 90% of the game is supporting and developed for PVE. Like it's really egregious what they've done to this community, and, and to me, it's like When is that going to ever be a priority? And it doesn't, as of right now, doesn't seem to be any signs of that. Yeah. And and that's unfortunate. And that's why there's the vitriol towards Marathon from the PvP community. Because it's like, damn it, we've been telling you we've been wanting all these things for us, but
2: then you give it to the new addition to the family. And and, and it's sad. It's pretty sad. I I I feel pretty bad for PvP mains.
1: Yeah, like the I mean, Grenadier Jake one hit I'm I'm not one. Me. I mean he, I'm not a yeah, he. Yeah, I'm you you. you, yeah, you, yeah, you not I'm anymore.
2: not I'm not a PvP main, but if yeah. I, I were, I'd be pretty upset. Yeah. Facts.
1: Uh yeah. So I mean, it's a rough place right now. Um and then as we were talking about the seasons, we also got a really cool beat in the season oh, yeah. this week. Oh, so I was yeah. like, we can kind of jump into that one. Bifes made a couple videos on it, but the first one he made is This is a great cinematic. This is a great origin. This is really cool to see. The big question is, one, this could have like changed so many people's opinions about the expansion we just got. The answers about the veil, the understanding more about the witness, the big giant villain we don't know anything about. If you had this thing on like mission, I don't know, five or six, somewhere in the middle, you're going through and be like, all right, we've heard this stuff. What do we know? And now, granted, I don't know how you write in to have some... Because, like, Asa's the delivery of this, or however Asa knows this information, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if there was a vehicle for delivery for this information that they could write in, which... Or they could figure it out, it would have changed our thoughts about this one. Callus still would have been kind of a chump in the whole thing, but the Witness yeah. would have had even more gravity and weight, knowing what we know then the gravity of you know the pyramid ships coming in, then you got the Traveler, and then they face off the big beam, and I'm like, the Gardener. So much more would have been clarified for everybody who would have seen all this stuff. Um, but basically what we got was we got the understanding of what is the witness? We now know. Five weeks into Season of the Deep, uh, four months after the expansion of Lightfall, we now know what the villain of Lightfall is all about. <laughs> And the villain of Final Shape as well, but it's actually a cool cutscene. We got to know that there was a race of people out, nomadic, whatever. I was listening to Bife's Mm -hmm. video today that could have been called the Eldritch, who knows. Um, And the Traveler kind of starts to rise out of the desert, Mm -hmm. pretty much. And as, okay, so then they kind of go through their golden age. But then they're yeah. trying to understand like they're in a golden age and then they're like, what do we do? We don't have purpose. And then they get learn, They learn about the veil. Then they want to go find the veil, bring it back, combine it with the traveler. Travels like hell no, I ain't doing that.
3: Travelers. I was like, I'm out <laughs> deuces. And then it's like, so the race
1: of people use the power that they learn from the veil, which is the source of the darkness and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They use that to basically combine themselves into this witness is what we call it. But now you mm-hmm. see all those little like faces and heads and stuff. It now is it a makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Now, could that be a giant retcon of what we got? Who knows? But I mean, it is definitely an, at least there's something to that story now. So we understand where it came from. And then at this point we now know why it's like, okay, so you were like the source of our golden age. We were trying to, bring forward the final shape, and I think it almost gets into, as like Bife was saying, like the final shape would basically, them going back to the start of time to remake the universe in like the way they wanted it to be, so that would be the final shape would be what they wanted so that's kind of their end game, is literally remaking the entire universe from the start of time, and if that's the case, it's like, yeah, that's some pretty grand stakes now we know why it's a big deal, going through the Traveler this is kind of a thing, so it's like it's a cool cinematic about four months too late so yeah, just, I kinda wanted to get yeah. your takes on this one. Cog, you're kinda
0: Yeah, no, it, it was it was excellent. I, I really liked it. Um again, very unfortunate that this was not in light fall. Extremely unfortunate because again it it would have given us the stakes, the reasoning behind why the witness is doing what it's doing. And this whole, you know, ancient species you know, before, and obviously, you know, the traveler coming through as a terraformer, you know, bringing life, cultivating things, building up your civilization. Then we get context with the veil, finally, the context that we've always wanted. What, what are you, what are you doing? What is this whole thing? And um, I think it's very interesting. I think on paper now, now that I have this information, this makes the final shape an interesting story. The question has just been the execution and, now it's a matter of okay trying to basically what i got out of this is who betrayed who because is the traveler as i'll say noble is the word you know say like like I mean, that's
1: all a source of perspective at that point of who is good and bad right and wrong it's like is the traveler truly the source of good or is it a source of theoretically as they thought maybe chaos
0: Right. Because if you remember when the witness in Lightfall came, when he was talking to the traveler before he entered the traveler, it was like, no more, no more of what you've been doing. Obviously now with the extra context of his humanoid race and, you know, it, it kind of makes more sense now because I I never understood that verbiage when he, when, before he walked in and it was like this conversation to the traveler, yeah. like we, we are not going to allow this almost like you're the villain, you're the problem, you are doing these things. And I thought that was interesting. So, you know, it, it's, it, it's a little bit more context. I thought it was cool. Yes, it's very late. You know what I mean? And yes, I'm worried when the season goes away. We can't. that's the li-
1: other question yeah that's yes. brought up is this seasonal content is this permanent thing that they start they they need some kind of archive if this stuff doesn't stay around
0: bro they need that mass effects codex with the dude <laughs> the veil is the, the, the remember mass effect when you just read it Trav, and it, it would break the head that dude that had their narrated they're gonna need something but anyway i'm curious what, what travis thought on this thing of, of the this cinema this whole this whole situation
2: uh yeah. I right I now. think I think that not only was the cutscene late, it also wasn't good. Um okay. I think it was bad. I think wow. if you were if you were to create the most generic explanation for all the very obvious questions that players had after playing Lightfall, this is the exact cutscene you would create. Um it 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 feels incredibly shoehorned with the uh the veil like mm-hmm. importantly, we still don't really know what the veil is. Like we now know where, it, like what what it originally was used for. But basically, the only explanation we get in that cutscene is they found the veil, which was linked to the traveler, and then they yeah. brought it and tried to merge it. That that is not an explanation of what it is. It's it really is fair not
1: because we don't truly know if the traveler was just like resting under the surface of this planet and then it started to rise. We don't know if like their I don't, hopes that, actually brought that, it around. That was,
2: that wasn't what I got from that. I got from it that like the traveler was just chilling on their planet. Like he was on Mars. That was what I got out of that one. That yeah, he I couldn't just, like, quite get that, that clear.
1: Like, I don't know if like yeah. their source of like hope or something like created it in the desert, but also it like, it could have just been chilling there or whatever. And then it may have don't found give people them that, people much that was credit.
2: Worthy.
3: Again, yeah. they, this,
2: this, this is a half baked explanation. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know from what I know of game development. I don't think that they made this, quickly i don't think they made this like in response to people's questions about the veil but it sure sounds like somebody was given the assignment of hey we just we just came up with this idea called the veil that we're going to shoehorn into Lightfall, and i need you to come up with a or i need you to include it in the origin story for the witness and then they gave the witness a backstory which is incredibly unsatisfying to me. It does not make me afraid of the witness or feel like they are an interesting character. They're an amalgamation of a race of people that we have as of yet never interacted with or known. It comes completely out of left field and it doesn't explain a lot of the questions we still have about, okay, well then he got the veil. So he did merge it. So is the traveler now part of the darkness now? Like what, you know, I, I just, I am very, very disappointed in this and i'll i'll just say this anecdotally i i watched this thing i told uh, my fiance who uh, plays destiny casually with me i told her hey apparently there's some crazy cutscene in destiny this week i'm going to boot it up and see what's going on and she watched it with me and her first words to me were well that was dumb like i like literally <laughs> she said that i was just like and i was kind of like yeah i agree with you i don't really get that and then she started asking me questions and i started explaining my understanding of the Destiny Universe a little more and the deeper we got into it, I was just like, yeah, it's stupid. I I like this is what we were waiting for for so long. If it were me, I would have, uh, you know, talk about
0: to- you, what would you, have, how would you have told it? Since you didn't yeah, did like this cutscene.
2: Yeah, I, I would have made it less about like, obviously the witness matters as a character, but I feel like it's completely detached from our story as as Guardians. It doesn't feel oh. like it it feels like Destiny's answer to every question that's ever been asked in the game is, well, once the Traveler helped them out and then he dipped, like that's like, think about it. That's like the Fallen, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. The Hive, that's what happened. You know, it's just like constantly that story. And so this is like, hey, it's another group that the Traveler begrudged and they want to meld him with the darkness. But also guess what? The darkness isn't even a bad thing anymore. At this point in Destiny lore, the darkness is like, a good natural balance on the light. So maybe the witness is right. You know what I mean? Like there's that part of it. it. Yeah. What I got. That's the point. I I, I, (laughs) I got, I got that, that maybe the witness is right. And also like, doesn't seem like that bad of a guy. And it, it feels like a retcon of a lot of, of what destiny has been about because it feels like a kind of a one eighty on like a lot of, the messaging we've gotten. And clearly this, these were written by different teams. And I think Destiny's story has just been bent over the years. until it just Ooh. like, it really is the whole, it's just a string of retcons where they're just like, you know, now this is true. Now this is true. And they're trying to kind of make it make sense. Mm-hmm. But just when it comes from the veil, inclusion of the veil and lack of explanation for whether that is I'll give you an origin story that doesn't really scare me about the witness questions about whether or not the witness is right. And maybe, uh, how that is, an unsatisfying conclusion to the whole us being the good guys story that we've been telling ourselves for all these years, just all these things kind of came together to just be like, I I'm glad we got your answer. It's better than no answer, but I don't like your answer. It's unsatisfying to me. And I wish you wouldn't have told it this way. And I wish you would have had a better answer for me. And I don't think it's on players to come up with a better answer, but I was not happy with the one that they gave me. And Maybe that's why it wasn't in the story. Maybe that was Ooh. why it wasn't in the campaign. It didn't make the cut. I don't, I don't know. But uh yeah, man, I'm I'm kind of bummed out by this.
3: It's not, I mean, this. To me,
2: it's not a it's not a very strong start to get the last the final shape off to, right? Like this is Ooh. essentially the beginning of the final shape, is the way I'm thinking about it. This and the the cade cut scene. The cade cut scene, I think, was a strong start because that gets everybody hyped up. But this nice. is like the good the one thing I will say about this. When I watched the cutscene, my first thought was, okay, so The Witness wants to remake reality. Mm-hmm. What a great kicking-off point for Destiny 3. That's what oh, I'm saying! Yeah. <laughs> now you're getting back to where I'm at! <laughs> so that, that was the one thing that I get it. But that, but look, if you're looking so far ahead that you're already thinking about Destiny 3 and not worried about if the final shape That's is going to cool. be good, oh, I have a problem yeah. with that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, The final shape it's, needs it's to be to do, good. But, I ha- yeah. If you don't get the payoff for but, this story fact. of 10 years fact. it's going to suck and it's not going to make you excited Factual. for what comes next fact and so i think they have to nail this and this Absolutely. did not satisfy me as a as a kicking off point so mm-hmm. i'm, I'm kind of bummed out man and and the mm-hmm. fact that you and others were praising it i was just oh, like maybe i'm weird but i was no, super you're not weird you know that scene left me flaccid as hell y'all and i'm trying <laughs> to stay hard out here on these streets you know cognos <laughs>
3: So, yeah, I was like,
1: no, but like everything you guys are saying is valid because when you sit there and like, I thought it was kind of cool. But yeah, when you sit there and think, mm-hmm. what is the origin? We really don't know. It came out of the desert. They went to go find the veil. We still don't know. It's like, you know, are they two sides of a different coin that got divided and bringing them back together as a way to, as you said, kind of reboot the universe or find a change to an alt. Who knows like what that mm-hmm. is? It's also weird this season to think about everything else related to the season. Like we're getting the stuff from Asa about the history of the witness getting a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. And then this one, like all of those, cause, um, Bife did a good kind of breakdown of the, like, you know, possessed voice moments and kind of how how those link into the cutscene. But on the other side, we've had all this like over voice dialogue and Zivu messing with all of the NPCs. And then now if you do this exotic, thing like you're gonna get another line from zivu it's like zivu has been there as mm-hmm. like kind of the vocal part but then we're getting this history of the witness which is also kind of splitting our focus for the season okay
0: i see what you're going. so you're doing.
1: and we have one more week it is a six-week season by at least triumphs right. granted epilogue aside if they do that again hmm, but mm-hmm. there is supposed. i mean this was supposed, so what is this, the the climax? And now like week six is like, all right, now we wait for about eight weeks until everybody's ready to do the next thing in season 22 on August 22nd, which we know that's going to be the final shape showcase. That's going to be all the other stuff. And maybe we'll get more of an idea then. But right now it does feel like, okay, so we know more about the witness. Zivu's just angry and just, you know, you hear Saint either talking to Drifter or Sloan and you hear saint talking about it, it's like osiris you know was basically baited into something he couldn't yeah. win and it's the power of zivu it's like zivu does seem like a valid threat as yeah. well so i wonder where she's gonna fit into this whole puzzle and again yeah. that's still a question even if like the campaign for final shape is 12 missions long which is still probably going to be eight but like it's just weird to think where all of these little dominoes are gonna fall because Yeah, the fact that next week is going to be like the end of the season feels weird, because we get the big Mm -hmm. one now, and they tend to do it like the week before the end, but it does feel like, I don't know what you're going to talk about next week, Then I definitely don't know what you're going to do next. No, No, I mean, when you guys dig down deep, it's like, could you be looking farther into the future for like a D3 reboot? Or as you said, the I was like, I mean, I don't know if they would ever do D3, but if they can do some kind of like, wipe the D2 slate and now we're going to do like something going forward. They probably do want to, they've got to be considering that because I think also when you look at people have said like reskinned weapons and all this other stuff of what's going on, like what is the future of destiny? It's like, how many more spare rations am I going to get another one in four years or something? It's that kind of moment where they do need to, they need to find some reason to reinvigorate people to try and get into this game. And outside of the new player Mm. experience, needing a big giant whole bunch of work, You still need to have a reason. Uh, You can't bleed players forever. Otherwise, you're going to have like, you know, 8000 people live on Steam playing, you know, year 14 of Destiny or something like that. Like, that's not how you want the saga to go out. It doesn't feel like it's worth it. So, again, what is it going to be that gets us there? Yeah, I mean, the more I think about it, Travis probably has a pretty good point. I just thought it was cool to see this thing in game just because Mm -hmm. it was something (laughs) Mm -hmm. as opposed to the little. Like possessed Sloan moments, which yeah. were kind of crypt- those yeah. were cryptic. Like those were.
2: I I get it. Something is better than nothing, but I think.
1: I mean, yeah, it's a low bar Destiny when I'm getting. Players,
2: Destiny players have a bit of Stockholm.
1: No, All that's right. fair. I'm not arguing yeah. that one either. So it's it's that kind of I think mentality. Like it was cool to see the cutscene because the Sloan stuff is really cryptic without context. You're just like, okay, she's crazy, later. Great. but i mean it's like you know she's not because like the connection between her and asa is not that strong so it is coming through in pieces i get the like i get how it's told and i get why but then Mm -hmm. when you do finally get some context to it that feels a little better now but we are still lacking a lot of story that i guess is going to get told over the course of this year but i mean as Bive said clearly it's like if all of this stuff is told over the course of this year then you rip it all out of the game you are doing injustice to this like finale and that's oh, going to be the big issue. Over, I don't the... think
2: they'll do that. I I think it'll stay in the game in some way. They'll make it available. A or A lot of, yeah, they they'll, need to they'll somehow. S- they'll stick it into the opening, you know, because there was a separate opening for new players in Lightfall right. that right. explained leading up to Lightfall. So they'll do something mm-hmm. like that, I'm sure, catch players up. But, yeah, I I just wish it was a better answer.
0: Nothing. I mean, like I said, just a different perspective. For me, I've, I've looked at it as... Lightfall was the, you know, the MacGuffin and, you know, just trying to force things out there with a team. They've got a lot of work to do. There's a lot of story threads that still have to complete. But for me, I crave information on The Witness. As a person who plays this game for the lore, I, I do like getting beats. Now, could it been presented way better, cinematic? Whatever, whatever. Absolutely. I'm never going to be like, okay, this was the definitive <laughs> way to, to do it. This was the best way. But I thought it was interesting. I, I think for me, the main thing now is how the chess pieces move. And we have Sloan, which this story's been a little interesting as far as like, you know, she's been through all this trauma. What's going to happen? And I I don't know about y'all like I'm getting a vibe like she might not survive. I don't know. Maybe I'm off on that. You know, we'll see. I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't put my my I wouldn't go all in on your bet that she's going to survive. I could see it going either way. I could right. see either the connection with her and also somehow either kind mm-hmm. of resolving her coming to some status of homeostasis, but I could also see yeah. the Taken not not going so hot and yeah, I could see both. Like
0: she, she she literally is infected with the take. Look, my yeah. thing right now is they are foreshadowing with Saint, especially in Saladin's conversations, these are these are things that I'm liking. And for 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 people that are very down on destiny right now, and, and rightfully so. If y'all not feeling it, I, I respect that. The, I'm always about the character development. To me, right now, we got Saladin, try, who's a grizzled, scarred veteran himself, trying to reassure this woman to go on forward. Right? We got that. Then they got the next thing with um your your boy um Drifter who, let's be honest, has been this aloof, you know, cracking jokes kind of person who ain't really, you know, seem to be taking things serious now trying to be more invested with, with, um, with Saladin and the whole bit. So to me, each of the characters, they are trying to set them up for this moment. The key is now the execution. How are they going to set them up? How is this all going to be in relation to the witness and his history? And how are they going to stop the witness? That's my main focus as long as and if they, sloan isn't yeah. like
1: flooded out right kind of the way holiday was blown up or something like hey, yeah don't do that yeah. don't do that
0: don't do that so that part i, ju- I just want to see how the chess pieces link and if they pull that off post light fall which i did not like you know at all so yep.
2: that's where i'm at yeah
1: um mm-hmm. yeah we'll see where it follows up if there's an epilogue mm-hmm. we'll know that in another six and a half weeks or something like that travis mm-hmm
2: can we agree that if this is all the explanation they give us of what the veil is, that they did not explain? Oh yeah. 100%. I have a hundred percent. Of course. Of no, no, course. Of no, if course. that's all we if get. If they'd be like, yeah, we did it finished. All right. You got I, it. Now, I, right? I feel like this is all they had planned. That I Did mean, anybody else get not. that? It like, it was like, oh, they detected that it was somewhere out there and they tried to bring it and merge it with the traveler. And then we know Sabbath stole it. So I'm looking in a Bungie story narrative team like brain and thinking like so. They gave it a kind of an origin, a how it got to the planet that it's on. Like I feel like they did all the stuff they think they need to do. So disrespectful. I I
1: no, it's like if that's (laughs) I think
2: I think that's all you're gonna get, dude. I really do. If
1: that is all you get, unless there's like something in lore books or something somewhere that I don't know about or I don't skip over, I hope we do get. I do hope the next two seasons give more to this relationship between The Witness, Traveler, The Veil. They continually... They need to build on this. This is a decent... Like, this is a little bit more than this is what we should have had in Lightfall. But, yeah. but I also feel like going into facing The Witness, we have had more build-up over Oryx. We've had more build-up over Savathun. And if The Witness is the end of this saga, they need to continue to build on it. This can't be... We can't do season of the haunted and get like backstories for other characters we continually need to focus on these main players of what we're facing the traveler the witness the veil vale, that needs to continue to be the focus and you can have you know side piece characters like the drifter and sloan and zavala and saladin and all those help tell the story however they do mm-hmm. that but the focus still needs to be there because you of have course, to build to that one and if they don't as travis said you know, that's hopefully this where, I is, agree with,
0: this where I agree with. This is where I agree with where I agree with Travis is what Data Butcher said. The problem is why it's not hitting the way it should, especially as they're telling the story backwards. Like this should have all been ahead, like that. Like, we we're getting it so late and after the fact, and now they put more pressure on themselves to execute. So I understand it's frustration.
2: I understand. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what a retcon is. Yeah, yeah. A retcon means retroactively convenient. Like, it's and we like
0: we but we have to admit, Trav, not to cut you. Destiny's existence has really been a wreck.
2: From the day Destiny was created, I yeah, I mean, year one was from the moment uh, the head of Bungie said no to that original Crow storyline and they changed everything and then rewrote it. I do believe at some point there was a plan, but I think that ended the moment that they got rid of all of those. Uh, troublesome execs that they're talking about the problematic right. Right. I think I think that changed, and you can see kind of the tonal shift in the story and how they're kind of making things up as they go and pitching things, mm. uh, freewheeling. I don't think that's a bad thing. I just mm. think like we have to be realistic as fans. When they introduce something like the veil, you know that that ended up on the well. We need a MacGuffin to explain yeah, why why he would go to you know I this agree. new planet out of nowhere, and I think that. Uh, I think that's all this explanation is going to get because the last shape, the the final shape, is not about the veil, right? I don't so I don't think he, I don't think they're going to talk about it anymore. I think that's it. I think he did the thing. He merged the darkness with the traveler. Now we've got the triangle in the middle, and and they're going to go off and tell their story. And I think that's it. Oh well,
0: no, only, you're right. Like, I'm sorry. I was going to uh, say I don't what, know. How much last, going to keep going. we go. Uh, but what, this is the last thing it'll be finished. No, I agree with him, and and I think that. Where, where, where it's frustrating, where Travis is right, because we agreed on Destiny as a, as a whole, just them putting this together after all these pieces were just a mess and trying to figure out who's what and the, the darkness and, the, you know, everything was the darkness in the beginning. Remember, it was, just, it was all over the place in the beginning. D, D2, I think the frustration is D2 narratively finally started to streamline all this stuff. And we were getting into a good place. And I think Witch Queen was that culmination of, okay, we're here. This is refined. And the light fall put us back to D1 lore energy. Where we were just like, what? You know say like what like where, where are we at with this? I don't know if that's the the team shift which we talked about where it was like, you know A whole bunch of new faces which Travis, you know brought out when we you know, he was reviewing um, you know life always like, Hey, this ain't the kind of the veteran, you know, and I don't know what shift internally happened at Bungie That we didn't get the veterans to continue that what we loved we got this and now it's like catch up now it's like Fill in the blanks and try to get steer the ship back right, and that's what we just gotta we got to see how this thing plays out. But yeah. that's my final point. I'm sorry.
1: Again, we'll just have to see if they can literally land the ship in the final shape. Yes. Um, that being said, we also got a start of a quest. It seems, or at least most people, and then data miners will probably tell you that's definitely kind of a start of a quest. Um, I don't know how it's going to finish I don't know if we're actually going to get an exotic mission to go on We will find out that one a little bit later But it does feel like right now the exotic quest is tied to fishing So Bungie's little nudge for everybody to fish this week was Hey, there's the fishing rally And currently it's on the throne world And then they really let the cat out of the bag When they're like, hey, that exotic fish that was supposed to be dropping on Tuesday Wasn't quite doing that and now it's fixed Thanks (laughs) Thanks Bungie help so we are at a point to where the and this is kind of the issue that I have with it. Fishing is a little on the frustrating side because you're always trying to get that progress bar up, and by the time you get it up there, unless you just have like eight people on one fishing thing, the public event always comes around and ruins it, which I still hate. I that hate is just that. I was like, so it's just like if I do want to sit there and fish, I don't want it ruined by a public event. Just let me fish, mm-hmm. and I don't even like love fishing in the game. The fact that I did as much as I did. think today kind of surprised me um but then you have to try and get an exotic fish which does feel rng because i'm sure it is very much literally coded to be rng so you're gonna have somebody like two tuesdays from now when this thing comes out that's gonna go to whatever the final destination for fishing is and catch it in five minutes and somebody else is gonna be but dude i've not caught an exotic fish in an hour and people are done with this exotic quest already and it's gonna be and that that still boggles my mind a little bit. It's going to take you into deep dives. I literally can go in there and interact with a statue. I knew when I went and like found the first plant or flora in there, I was like, oh, hive statue. We're probably going to do something with that later. And then there's two more in there, so of course we are. And you can go interact with You get an interesting little Zivu line, and then we wait. So now we have a time-gated exotic quest that starts on week five
3: that is time-gated, and it is through fishing RNG. Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that good? Like, I have no desire to be fishing bro I just I'm not gonna play a game And just sit there And then like you said You know what's my biggest frustration Why I gotta have this meter why, why I gotta have this meter there You know Eight people gotta be here And then you I come in the instances And be like One or two people People dip that instant. I'm like I don't wanna do this like I'm gonna be real, I don't have no desire to be fishing in Destiny. If you want to do that for the people that love it, shout out to them. This is not for me. I'm a little low-key disgusted when y'all when y'all told me in the chat that a quest came out, and I'm like, oh, I did see that. I thought that was just more credit for fishing.
1: Well, I think <laughs> the I'm, fishing rally is a nudge for for Bungie to be like, you should probably go fish.
0: Bro, probably the should. Damn, they're biting, it's it's hot to fish meter. Like, like, like fix the meter. Or eliminate it. Let me just get in there, do my thing, toss the fish. Into you don't the like thing. Fish,
2: fish frenzies? <laughs> no,
0: I'm, I'm like not a fan of the They're biting. It, it's. I'm not here for this, bro. I want to shoot the guns. Where's the gun shooting at? <laughs> you, throw, throw the, you, wanna, gonna, you.
1: You fish with dynamite in the lake? Is that what you do?
0: Yeah. I'm happy it exists. For those, shout out to Jess Gordon with No Central. He loves any game that has fish. Oh, I heard right? him ask about He's that. A, oh, he he asked us to Starfield. Kind of funny. It was hilarious, yeah. right? I get it. It's a cool, goofy thing. Is there and fishing destiny.
2: in Starfield?
0: No. Are they confirm. confirmed. Not yeah. confirmed, confirmed, not confirmed not, no. No not. fishing right at now. at Maybe later. Right this
3: time.
2: Good. This time. good. Yeah. I I heard somebody describe that game as irresponsibly large in court today. So I don't I don't think it needs fishing.
0: I love it's that. irresponsibly
2: that's large. I mean, that's what problem. Todd Howard described it as. He said it's an irresponsibly large. <laughs> I mean, large it's what, game. six,
1: seven years in development, however long it was?
2: Yeah, it's going to be big. Yeah, so that,
0: that's, that's well, man. And Chad is hilarious. Toss Arcanades. In in hey, look, that is, I, how do you feel about fishing, Travis? Maybe I'm to maybe I need some positivity oh. from
2: Travis. Oh, no, it's ass. It is a complete wastage of time. Yeah. Look, I I get that they added it and it's silly. Um, yeah. If it were 100% optional and didn't have anything tied behind it. You put a seal uh, behind
1: it. You make it like a goofy fun thing. If somebody wants to fish in an MMORPG.
2: Yep. Go for it. Uh, but the fact that this week I felt like I had to because somebody told me that it might be tied to an exotic quest, and I had to go and find some. I found it, by the way, and I got that sword blade thing, and I yeah. put it in a statue. Blade and, this, and I
1: like did, broken it, blade of strife.
2: It didn't seem to do anything when you put it in the little. There's supposed statues, to be
1: a Zivu but... line that's probably pretty short, and then oh, like, I got the Zivu line, yeah, and that's it for I, now. I, I that's I all you can it? do this week. Okay. and then like next Wait. week it's gonna be another efficiency. So you saying exotic... I could
2: have left that activity after? Yep, probably damn it i did the whole thing just in case you probably got a deep,
1: deep dive done for the week there you
2: go yeah the fishing is uh designed pretty poorly it's not it's not entertaining the group activity element of it i didn't even really understand what was happening until it was too late i was like oh okay i guess i'm supposed to be doing this with other people which is weird um and then the payoff of like putting i will say the payoff of putting it in your tank is the only thing that i think is interesting it's like okay it's cool that you can like see them around and that sort of stuff but yeah um yeah there, there's obviously better fishing mini games and i'm i'm amazed that they put it in the game it makes me, me like the season more just because it's yes. silly and stupid but, I, yeah um it's unconventional
1: it's, yeah, for a bungee season
2: for sure. yeah it is, it's
0: goofy i, I was will, i will say this you know my favorite thing in this whole season i actually love the deep dives I oh, actually great. like the idea of feeling like the Bioshock thing. You know what I mean? Like you feel like the big I, I like that and you get the bubble and you feel the, the sound design is so good. Oh, with no, the crackling. With oh my god, like you feel I, I salute Bungie. You pulled off a Five thematic
1: sweating every time he plays deep dive.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I I like that. But other you know, other than that, I'm here for the for, for the lore and to see where this is gonna go. The fishing Goofiness. I'm always going to appreciate creativity, but again, that for to to be tied to an exotic, and now I got it.
2: Yeah, to and to make it uh, how how did only Bungie could make a fishing minigame grindy? Unbelievable, man. I can't believe that they found a way to do that. They threw RNG and they kept their legendary and exotic model. In fishing mini game, come on, bro. You just broke cog. That's too funny. He's like, he ain't lying, dude. No. dude, it's like they missed the loot cave and they were like, What about a loot lake? Let's let's go for it, man. But if you get too it's many exotic fish
1: and legendary fish, you're gonna get too many rewards. that's Do you exactly trust... like
2: what the stakes are I'm so kidding. low. Totally kidding. The stakes are so, the doing stakes doing. are so low. Why would they make it grindy. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, and yo. Well, know, we don't no want people, people farming the good no fish. There's no special bait in the Yeah, if they bring that, if they bring that flounder into PvP, a crucible, it's going to totally ruin the balance. So we don't let it be the flounder for Little
1: Mermaid. That looked weird,
0: bro. And law wise, who eating the fish in in throw yeah, What
1: is what is what are those fish swimming in? <laughs> first is, off, that's not we... water. I don't think it doesn't look clean.
2: Well, apparently, so I was confused about this too, because I understood throne worlds to be non-material worlds. Yeah, But apparently, apparently she dragged a real pyramid ship into her throne world. So it's an actual physical ship with like living things on it. So now I'm kind of confused. Maybe I just don't understand what throne worlds are. Because I thought, you know, That's probably very fuzzy in my mind. Because also like, in the throne world, the re- part of the reason I thought that it was a non-material realm is because Oryx was enormous in that world, and we know he's yes. not actually that enormous. But then he dies and somehow lands on the real planet, I, the real moon. Real moon I'm
1: I'm
3: tight, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, 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 got to too.
2: And so it's like it's like wait, what? Wait, so when we killed him in the throne world, did he pop out of his throne world and land on our real moon, or like how how are throne worlds connected to real reality? Yeah. I give you that. Dude, I have Destiny no
1: doesn't... idea what throw Yeah, it's like, don't overthink it. It's like, yeah, it's like a movie. You gotta suspend your disbelief plenty of times in any of this stuff. It's fine.
2: O- Oryx is the veil. None of it, it's stupid. You know, none of it makes any sense. it. booga season. Like, whose
1: line is it anyway? All the points are made up and nothing matters, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: but, 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 you probably,
1: I'm sure you like whose line is it anyway? oh
3: yeah Cla- oh, i have a connection.
2: relationship with it yeah oh, i thought you would like I, I think they're all very talented uh, uh improvisers but i hate that when people think of improvised comedy that's what they think it is oh, because yeah. it's, it's very you like yeah, bottom of the those are like comedor.
1: one-liner bits like as opposed yeah. to doing a whole like yeah. i've yeah. been to a full-on improv show yeah. and that's like yeah. when I you watch them kind of improv like improv. take mm-hmm. a suggestion and like build a scene out of it and stuff like that mm-hmm. i was like that's yeah, that's kind of crazy but yeah those I are the
2: old versions
0: of the show
1: yeah with uh um,
3: they're they are very
2: good and they're yeah. funny people just um I, I did watch the show a lot when i was younger.
0: yeah, yeah i also i, oh, I love the, the original
2: yeah. so Yep. Mm-hmm. so yeah that's most
1: of what's going on there was a thing about an artist piece that was in the cinematic it seems like yeah, that's been, been mostly good. resolved by bungie uh yes. there was a third uh that they've that. actually reached out and will work on offering credit and compensation to the artist. What, what was yeah. what was the art? So the, was art taking, the art the art was of. basically a picture of like look like the veil. When that thing when it looks like the statue gets like sliced mm-hmm. in the cinematic, I think it's the one that looks like the veil. It's got like kind of a ring around it with like little triangles and stuff around it. Not hard to find, I can send it to you. Um yeah. no, that's fine. and it that's looks true. like it was damn near copied. And that was the so issue. I, was that,
2: how does that happen on accident? Did so it was like...
1: a they used a third party to build the cutscene, and apparently the third party maybe thought this was like official bungee art. that's oh, at least the word okay. I'm getting, so they used that as reference material for the cinematic, not knowing it was fan art, they thought it was official because of how it looked, which says the mm-hmm. artist did a damn good job
2: that makes sense,
1: yeah. So as an accident, then Bungie was like, that's why I was like, it went live on Tuesday. And by Thursday, the fact that they've actually released an official statement on it, I'm honest, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt of the fact that that was an accident. Now, I mean, a lot of people can say, oh, it's like, you know, it's like, it's cringy. But honestly, there's no way for Bungie to check and see every piece of fan art and destiny that's out there in the world. There's no way. So Mm -hmm. then when I think somebody posted on Twitter and they were like, hey, it was cool. Look, my thing got used. And they're like, oh. And then it just kind of like, <laughs> and then they're like, "That wasn't meant to be that way." And then it was got it. somebody talked yeah. to them and be like, "Where'd you get that from?" Yeah, I totally used that one. Sorry. Okay, we got to fix this. And it seems like you know, Bungie was probably none the wiser until Tuesday, or whenever yeah. that came.
3: Life.
2: I buy that explanation, just knowing how game development works and projects like this probably come together, and people just kind of assume.
1: It's like when you have like multiple different teams, or if you outsource a cinematic. That's again, you can say I'm signing with Bungie. That's fine. But honestly, it's like if you can't picture this as a possibility, I don't know what to tell you because it's definitely possible. Now, the, wor- the bad thing would be is if they just said nothing about it and ignored it. And then they're like and then some people are saying it's like, well, in the terms of service, if you enter an art competition or something that we can use your art and then you're fine. But if they're actually going to turn around and give credit and stuff in two days. I think that's them trying to make something right that I don't think they're aware of. If that's the way I read it. I could be totally wrong. Who knows? But so
0: be it. Yeah. No, I, I'm glad, hopefully
2: glad they are addressing it. It didn't no. go unanswered. Um, an very so. clearly. Yeah. That, that explanation makes 100% sense to me. I think it was very clearly an accident. Yeah. No. I mean, mm-hmm. so
1: there was somebody who replied below It was like, I'm a small developer and outsource stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah. That that sounds. Yeah. As soon as you said they use a third party for it, I was like, oh yeah, of course. Because I've worked with third parties before that have done very, you know, questionable things. Rub- I'm sure. <laughs> it's not questionable. It's just like rubbish stuff where you're like, come on, like anybody should have known that. But you know, third parties, they're not. They don't. Yeah. Contractors always. Yeah, they make mistakes. That makes sense. That makes that's sense. Why you? That's why they're contractors. They don't get full. They don't get paid full. They should compensate that guy though. They said they're supposed to. They said they're supposed
1: to. I don't know what the compensation would be, but being as it's very public, hopefully it's decent now, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, That is most of what's going on for the week because we covered the crazy video from Cross. We got the cinematic. We got the quest through. Talk to you guys about that one in like two weeks. Uh, And then now, you know, the little piece about that one. But honestly, yeah, it's. uh... One more week, right? For what? The
0: quest? the seasonal um uh, one more week story, of story and then course.
1: the week after that we have probably the exotic quest will go out and then probably right. after that we'll <laughs> have solstice
3: right
2: we have 60 right. days left on the season something,
1: something like, that. like that yeah
2: six right. weeks
0: and then what is our date for final shape
1: reveal the showcase is august 22nd it's the same day as the new season
0: okay that stuff up and gcx is coming up soon
1: yes yeah, gcx is august 3rd and 4th friday okay. saturday i will be at gcx soul we'll cog mm-hmm. Quite yep. a few people are going to be there this time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there short. I'll be there like literally Thursday. Like I get there in the morning and I leave Saturday night. Cause the after party next day thing at universal for one, I would probably do that if my wife was there and we wanted to do that, but being by myself, I'm leaving Perfect. late Saturday night and I'm out. So I'll be there for the convention. So if you're around those three mm-hmm. days, you'll see me. No doubt. Oh, I kind of wanted to get your take. So what? I know this is the this is just Paul, Paul Tassy just cracked me up. Again, you again? You know? no, it was the whole thing about Desti- Diablo and then the seasonal characters that you have to make a new character to partake in Diab- Desti- Diablo seasons. And that's the way like yeah. Path of Exile and Diablo 3, they've worked that way. And again, I've
2: been yeah, like Diablo's a- for over a decade. Yeah, I it was, was like,
1: it's been doing it. And it's just and then he had a video over that. And some Diablo creator did a reaction video with him. And then he has his thumbnail that was used of his face is like, like angry face, Paul Tassie or something. <laughs> So he's, I got a content creator doing him. Then he did a reaction video to the guy's reaction video. Oh Oh my my God. God. I didn't know that. I I wanted to ask you guys or in chat, does anything about the idea that in Diablo, you make a character right now that's in the eternal realm, it's going to be there. Then if you want to partake in whatever is new in season one, you need to make a new seasonal character. Does that turn you off? Or is that something that's like fine thoughts? I just wanted to ask you too, if you're like going to be going in or what.
2: I'll defer to Travis versus the Diablo mentioned. Yeah. So um the yeah, this is how Diablo has worked for a while. It has never really been a seasonal model that appeals to me because it is very grindy. Um the fact it's I think it's called adventure mode in Diablo 3. The fact that you can skip the story definitely makes it more appealing. And typically what they do is they'll introduce something new about the the game and be like, hey, make a new character and build it around this. And then, you know, you go through the season to do that. I'm going to give it a try with Diablo 4, actually. Um, I think Diablo 4 has a much better system in place than Diablo 3 uh, that will make it feel less painful uh, to make a new character every season. But I did engage in some Diablo 3 seasons uh, back in the day and creating a new character wasn't really my bag, but I don't really know a better way to do it with the ARPG format because Mm -hmm. that's kind of what a season is in ARPGs. At least traditionally, it's what they've been. And I don't think that if they let you keep your character and then added new content, that would be enough to feed the system. And I will say, being able to skip the story, immediately getting 10 skill points, immediately getting up to 16. I don't know how much
1: renown you're going to carry over. I was listening to the campfire.
2: I talked to them. Yeah, so you, you carry over all of the perks on the bottom of the. Of oh, things. I thought that
1: wasn't totally there
2: ones at the top so you you do get to keep uh your paragon points and your skill points so like make a new character in diablo 4 feels awesome after you've beaten the story oh, my, like
1: yeah i think my barbarian was level 10 in 30 minutes i was like jesus
2: yeah, yeah i think i got to level 15 in the first 30 minutes i did like a couple dungeons and then 10 skill points on top of that you basically 10 skill points out.
1: help it yeah, yeah, skill yeah, points that's on that's new that's new that's
2: ones right away and yeah. then you start feeling strong and you start you know leveling really quickly and then you can also play with your friends who have power leveled all uh already and you can do super high ac- level activities and just farm mad xp yep. and so there's ways to do stuff to just like grind it out really yeah. quickly but also um seasons aren't really about the grind necessarily they're about like experimenting with whatever new thing they introduced and they i think pretty early in diablo seasons they introduced uh pet followers you could have like a gnome, yeah. fall, a goblin follow you around and mm-hmm. collect all the treasure for you and stuff oh, like that nice. so really, i'm really excited to see it that, that way you don't have to pick up gold anymore you just yeah. got a little thing that does it for you i'm really excited for that but um most of the big changes that they announced at that fireside chat were like season two stuff right yeah like it sounded
1: like the bigger thing like the gym but, stuff like the inventory was going to be in wrote, there I wrote, I,
2: article about the gem uh, change which is gonna so that's
1: be i mean you'll yeah. get to a point where you won't even pick up the old ones but yeah they're just a inventory pain for now
2: yeah, yeah, yeah i mean that's no.
1: it's probably gonna last for years as the last yeah. one did and they have a good they have a really good base to start the engagement I'm boycott
0: i'm boycott i hate it i'll tell you why so simple terrible system i want iron lord as a title I cannot have Iron and Lord unless I play as a necromancer. Garbage system. This is terrible. They forced me to use another main. I, I need my title, So man. next nah.
1: season, start your necromancer, and there you go. You're done.
0: Gives Nonsense. that's reason what?
1: to make a new character.
0: I don't want to like, play you. Hunter.
1: Necromancer. is I won't a, play. I won't be a warlock forever.
2: In, Whoa,
1: Necromancer's... Yeah, I was like... The rogue is the hunter. The necromancer is closer to a warlock, yeah,
0: he's playing at least. As a rogue. He doesn't want to play as a necromancer. No. Don't play as a sorcerer, man. I don't want, it's terrible. Uh, bro, I'm, really, I'm literally calling myself Iron Lout. <laughs> That's the,
2: I, I unlocked Lout. This is disgraceful. <laughs> Honestly, that, that more accurately describes <laughs> Shut you. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Honestly. We should all start calling him an Iron Lout, guys. Uh, you, you, guys did, did this,
3: you did this to iron yourself.
1: Loutes. Today we've iron got uh, Iron Lout and Thai Guy Trav- Travis locking
0: titles behind classes. How dare you, Blizzard? How dare you? I can't even be an
2: iron lord. Don't worry, they'll give you a microtransaction to put it on whatever. Did <laughs> I yep. go? <laughs> Just wait. At least Destiny let me buy it. Paid it with the universe, it. Yeah. To be fair, <laughs> it kind of is nice that titles have different. Are are character class specific because when I think of a necromancer, I think of like lavish names like Lord, you know? And when I think of a rogue, like rogues aren't lords, no, they're on. not, they're louts, <laughs> they're louts. like yeah. that's way more descriptive of that class. Like, that does make know. sense,
1: <laughs> that does make sense, yeah.
2: I can see a source for being a lord, but yeah it, yeah, it definitely doesn't make sense for a rogue.
1: Barbarian definitely isn't that's going to be like a Nordic mm-hmm. name or something like. Uh, but yeah, the album's still fun. A lot of betas going on. I got one or two more that I got to try, and that's mostly. I will. I will be curious how I take this season.
2: Travis, do what? <laughs> Back from the dead. <laughs> city, heard another content creator say tie dye Travis. Tie dye. Tie dye Travis would be a very different. You live character. in the. You live in the
1: perfect well, city for that.
2: He has like a headband. <laughs> on his hacky sack professional. Oh, yes
1: yeah. 100%. So yeah. You got the tie dye peace shirt on. Oh, yeah, yeah oh, 100%. I see this guy.
2: Us, always is, that doobie. is what yeah.
1: happened when Travis got into uh, like the stoner culture, where and just like, and that's like an ultra parallel universe. Is Travis bumps into that guy, and it's just like, yeah. oh, I could have I gone down that road, I didn't. I chose suits, <laughs>
2: I chose to have a job, yeah. <laughs>
1: Fair enough, fair enough. well that's probably a good place to wrap it up on the iron lout discussion so that is mm-hmm. too funny um you guys got anything cooking between now and next week yeah
0: for yeah. me uh i'm sorry please please try you first, you first um just final fantasy 16 nice. love the demo love the ending i heard
1: the cliffhanger the demo's like ah
0: bro <laughs> like i need more I will say, this ain't your mama's final, this ain't your daddy's Final Fantasy. This this is, oh, it's sex, murder, and murder. Right? <laughs> it's crazy out here, bro. Oh, they out here. I just like that they got something. Like, they got a race of people that they that kingdoms are using as human weapons of mass destruction called the Dominants. And this is the, they be like, the East has a, a dominant, you know what I'm saying? They, they think they're going to try to win this war. It is Game of Thrones Final Fantasy. That's kind of what I heard. It's, Speaks to my soul. It's Lord this, Lord that. It, it is very. It's brutal the way this thing ended in this demo. I said I know y'all yeah, ain't gonna just do me like this and leave me like oh, this. Oh yeah, they're they gonna make was, you turn around and pre-order right there. Bro, the pre-order stream came up. I it was the perfect perfect marketing tool. I was like, there's no way I don't know what. I I need to know what happens.
1: That's, I need to they, know. Yeah, Square did their job well for. Yeah, they they they, they they did do.
2: that going get in that I'm just uh, going yeah is why we do demos hear that developers that's why we offer demos facts i mean if you
0: were on the fence anybody who's on the fence which which i knew i was gonna pick it up because i haven't really picked up a, a, a mainline final fantasy new one in a while yeah. i didn't pick up the one with the cars the guys 15, with the cars the, the yeah I didn't boys know road trip yeah yeah, yeah boys my road brother trip, said man. it
1: was pretty fun but
0: okay. people said i would like it too but i was like this one i was like all right it's called. I mean, it's very lordly. You know what I mean? I was like, all right, let me let me get in there. No, 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 no. This is really, really impressive. Not yesterday sold on the combat just yet. Kind of devil may cry, Spongy. I mean, that's.
3: We'll
0: see. You know, I spoke to Gene Park about it. He calls it devil may clive. It's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no. But I, I do, I do like what I play narratively, story wise, and how they're doing it. So yeah, I'm gonna do that, and then you know, finish up Diablo. Been rocking and rolling on that. Still testing all types of games on Rock Ally and you, then By um, the way, I
1: just wanted to say you joke about finishing up Diablo. Like that's just something you're gonna knock out in the night or on two. On
0: blaze. On blazing, on blazing. Cause now what level are when you? When I'm away, I can blaze. That was the key. Like oh, I know. I'm being just, I away from my company. What level are you? That's I'm all. like thirty something. What did somebody calling me? Yeah, like thirty something. And I I did um I'm like act two, act three, whatever it is. I forgot yeah, what it is. You, but You you got you got long ago? But I got, I got great friends, <laughs> well, <that's laughs> if fine. you know what I mean. I got great friends. We're like, are you ready? Let's go. So we'll do that. And then, um, yeah, just continue the Destiny storyline. And then as far as um, everything, that's pretty much it. Just games, games, games. That's what Lily has been going on for me. What about you, Trav?
2: Um, yeah, playing a lot of games. Uh, I've got a review of a video game called Dave the Diver. Going live oh, you told on- us
1: about that yeah. last week. I looked yeah. that up. Um, <laughs> yes, it looks yeah, good. Yeah,
2: it it is a game where you play a morbidly obese scuba diver who also runs a sushi shop at nighttime and uh Concept that's all, hilarious. That's all I can say about it right now, but look for my review uh next week and I'll have a lot more to say about it. Um and then I've got a couple things I can't talk about different games I'm previewing and stuff and then uh mm-hmm. Yeah, just come hang out with me on sundays on bitcast if you care about that at all and uh other than that i'm just hanging out i'm hoping i will catch up on a few games because it's about to get very busy for me next month i think i'm probably going to be on the remnant 2 review um probably going to review at least one more game that looks like it's going to be really bad Oh, and, gotta, uh, you gotta
1: keep the little balance like I gotta keep them going man I gotta good. give the
2: people what they want and you, you gotta get the 10th
1: one man. at least on your list on, on your IGN list you gotta get at least 10 yeah on there, round I still out.
2: don't have a 10 or a 1 so I'm looking I'm accepting applications mm-hmm. if somebody wants to give me a 10 the or a ten, one, I, I
1: think it. might be hard just because that type of stuff I feel like will be claimed by people who still work there unless it's just a, like a surprise true I mean, yeah if, I know like you could even do like Starfield, and I don't know if that's gonna go full ten. Maybe it does, but it's like somebody's claimed that like Tears of the Kingdom. I could see Starfield it's being like an eight or a nine. I don't know if it can go full masterpiece. I will be it's surprised. Surprise, so
2: big. I'll be very surprised if Starfield is a ten because of the guy who's reviewing it. Interesting. Dan Stapleton, my oh the legend. Okay, the legend. Salute, salute. Let's
0: we'll see how it does. Oh, okay. He's a tough critic. Yeah, I, was I don't, like that's
1: gonna, kind of the thing. Think, it's just I think the only nice sons, is, I'm a fan. Hey, The
0: only
2: go. ten he's the only ten he's given is Half Life Alex that I know of. Well, that Ooh,
1: sounds justified so. from what I've heard.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. I would have given that game a ten if I ah, There you go. Yeah, there's lots of games I would have given a ten. I just didn't get to review them.
1: Right, exactly. That's why I'm like, for you to get a ten on your list. I hope you don't get a one for your sake, but I do want you to I do want you to get a chance at a ten because you definitely I really paid hope your dues. I I hope you don't the, get a the one. The thing about ones is we
2: How don't is, we like, don't re- don't review them. Yeah, you weirdly can't. Because you can't because typically I mean, they had don't work. We
1: twos and you probably shouldn't have done those, but you did. I've had
2: three twos Damn. Wow. Yeah. Who
0: got the 2?
2: We'll Crossfire like, X? nerf nerf legends. That was one legends. Uh um uh Postal 4. Uh, okay. all those got a 2. Yeah. And Postal 4 is the closest I've ever gotten to giving a giving a one. That game was almost a one. In fact, game's Game Spot gave it a one and I Ooh, was angry. That's right. Because because I constantly end up in the middle. I always I always think I'm going to be extreme on one side or the other and I'm always right in the middle. I'm just apparently like a very average I have a very uh moderate brain. And on mm-hmm. that one, I was like, "Oh, I'm giving Postal a two. I'm going to get flayed for this." And then GameSpot gave it a one, and then the other uh, only other outlet that reviewed it gave it a three.
3: So I was literally right in the middle, (laughs) head center. I was just like, God damn it!
2: Yeah, so literally every time I review a game, I mean, uh, and media, Yeah, it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: yeah, for me, I want to beat the boss in Lies of P just because I'm sure that's Mm -hmm. where the demo ends. Um, I'll be looking to play that one later. Uh, Mm -hmm. Stars Sea of Stars, it's kind of the Chrono Trigger inspired kind of RPG. Really i have a I have not played an r p g like that in so long, so I'm actually kind of curious to see how yeah. it feels again. I mean I replayed Chrono Trigger a few years ago, but nice. um and then I still gotta put a solo flawless in for good on the dungeon i have been i was on the last damage phase like earlier oh. this week literally last damage phase, and it was just a combination of one too many things hit me at the same moment, but I was like six damage phases in two hours in and just <laughs> And I was just, I was like, "Yep, all right, guys. Um, <laughs> stream's over. All right, cool. Yeah, that was that's kind of one of those when you, I can't, I can't go back. You can't like turn around and start it over again after that. It's like I get one attempt at it, and if I'm that far in, not going again. Oh, uh, yeah, that was pretty heartbreaking. That was rough. And then other than that, uh, I'll probably be streaming a lot in July. My wife's going to be busy working on something, so I will probably just be playing a lot of more stuff and maybe catch up on a movie or two. Cool. Uh, I did see Flash. I enjoyed that. Actually, I saw that. Not uh, a fan uh, Really? Tuesday? That's surprising.
0: Yeah, a lot of fans sir. I, I what period. it is. I didn't like it in the first thirty minutes, but then the like the second half won me over. Like, fan- what it is? I, I don't like his portrayal of it, but once I realized, okay, this is a comedy. I'm having fun, yeah. and then I stopped taking it seriously. Then I really start to enjoy, it, and I really loved. The fan service. Yeah. There was some little things. For and me I think,
3: about.
1: like, not the best, obviously, but I think with, if you take the external person aside from the character, I thought thought it was fun, thought it was entertaining. I walked out of there, like most of my row was like chuckling many times. Like yeah. it was one of those that I think they they handled about as they handled it better than I would have expected. So I thought mm-hmm. I had some fun with that. um Yeah, so probably watching a few movies too. But yeah, that's all yeah. I got. Um, I know we're kind of wrapping this thing up. under two hours squeaking it in but we're trying to uh so this episode thank you guys for being here it's been a fun episode thank you for the super chats chat you guys have been on fire and consistent in there so just chat blowing up and if you enjoyed this one drop a like if you're listening to this on itunes or spotify leave the reviews the five stars the thumbs up whatever you can do um and if you guys are on spotify you can interact with whether it's the questions or the polls or whatever's on there as well uh thank you guys for all the support follow all of these amazing gentlemen and uh thank you guys. It's been awesome and we continue to have a good time every week. For this episode number 254. It has been
3: the, the last, last word.